From UA Little Rock Public Radio, this is The Art Scene. I'm Daniel Brain. Film lovers, rejoice! If you've been cooped up for the past year and change and are jonesing for a pre-pandemic cinematic experience, look no further than this year's Filmland, the annual signature event of the Arkansas Cinema Society. It's a hybrid model this year, with Arkansas features, shorts, and student films streamed online, and a series of major feature films being screened at what ACS is calling Filmland in the Park. The park in question, Little Rock's MacArthur Park, will host outdoor screenings from next Thursday, September 30th through Sunday, October 3rd, every night at sundown. ACS Executive Director Katherine Tucker returns to the art scene this week to give us a preview of Filmland 2021, including some big names coming to the natural state. I feel like I, I find myself asking this to pretty much everyone I interview now, and it, it's kind of cliche, but I mean, it, it, I think it, it definitely bears uh, repeating just what, what has everyone been doing over this past year to... Uh, try to, to manage everything. Uh, how, how has that been for you and for the Arkansas Cinema Society? Well, it's been a total roller coaster. Um, right now we're, you know, riding on a high. Um, with the news of Jessica Chastain being able to come in person, which we never thought in our wildest dreams uh, we, could, we could do. <laughs> but we, you know, we, I tried to pivot a, a lot of our programming to things like working on the tax incentive legislation, um, think, you know, efforts and parts of our mission that move our mission forward that don't have as much to do with communing. I mean, our, the goal of the Arkansas Cinema Society, um, you know, one of our missions is, is for filmmakers to gather and meet one another so that they can become future collaborators, which is obviously pretty hard to achieve in a global pandemic. Um, so it's been a roller coaster, and, you know, we've, we've pivoted a lot of our programming to uh, virtual, which has been successful, and I think we're still able to reach some audiences, but we definitely miss um, the gathering and the meeting in person, which is really what Filmland was designed to be about. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll be excited to get back to a theater and in person, but I'm also really excited about what we've decided to do this year, which is Filmland in the Park, um, which is, you know, of course, an outdoor event, and we came to it it's, that was a roller coaster in and of itself. Um, you know, we, we had several other venues locked and um, kept changing our minds based on the Delta variant. And then um, we ended up pivoting to, originally we announced Filmland as a drive-in at MacArthur Park. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> but then we, we ended up getting, um, you know, Jessica Chastain, you know, coming and we thought that through and we thought uh, that would be strange for Jeff and Jessica to be sitting in a parking lot <laughs> uh, <laughs> after a movie for, for their Q&A. So we kind of reimagined it at that point, which was, you know, really only a couple of weeks ago. So um, it's been wild. It's been wild, but we have a really amazing nimble staff and so far so good. Um, we're just riding the ride. Yes, as are we all. And I do have a lot of questions about that specifically for you um, and how it relates to Filmland and just the the, the movie business sure. in general writ large. But um, I did want to follow up on one thing you just said briefly um, that uh, you all were working on basically advocacy efforts. Um, I guess maybe it's mm -hmm. fair to call it lobbying, but just to, to mm -hmm. sort of push the state legislature in the in the direction of 
sort of making Arkansas more friendly for productions, giving more uh, incentives to that. Um, I do remember that vaguely from the the legislative session that happened earlier this year, but I, I don't quite remember exactly yeah. what happened. Um, what, what were y'all involved in with that? We're leading the charge on not just more and better tax incentives, but you know, kind of a different model and a model that matches um, some of the successful states around us, like uh, Georgia. Um, we didn't really look at Louisiana as an example. Um, and New Mexico, um, New Jersey, uh, Nevada, there's Oklahoma now has an amazing tax incentive, but so much of what they're offering doesn't cost any money. Um, it's just a streamlined process on the website um, where you can kind of clearly, there's a transparency and a professionalism where you know you have what, what the incentive is, how to get it, um, which items are incentivized, which people are incentivized, and then a, a transparent process throughout the process into actually receiving the incentive and having forms that are given to you on the front end so that your accountants can be working on it during production. It's not something that's announced after the film is wrapped and you no longer have an accountant on, on staff. <laughs> um, so it's just a lot of it's we're we're trying to match the process and the numbers for states like Georgia. And not that we want to be Georgia. Um, Georgia at this point ha had more film starts than uh, California last year. But what we do think we can do is, you know, Georgia's minimum spend is five hundred thousand dollars. And ours is $200,000. And that's actually one of the things that we tried to get done and we didn't get done this session, but it's to lower that minimum spend to be able to attract lower budget films and incentivize the filmmakers that are living in the state. There's so many uh, commercial production houses and, and uh, people, you know, students fresh out of college making short films that have like a $10,000 budget or a $50,000 budget. And those, the incentive for, for smaller budgets would matter even more to, you know, to those young filmmakers. Um, so we're trying to, to kind of create a niche market where we're incentivizing lower, lower budget films. And if we can get, you know, four or five, $5 million movies a year, we really feel like we could sustain all of the talent that's in Arkansas right now. And I get a call from a new film professor at a college in Arkansas, you know, I don't know, once a quarter now. Um, and so we're training all of these young people in film. And our goal at ACS is to just retain the talent in Arkansas and stop the, the bleed out of talent um, from Arkansas you know, to other places just to be able to work. I hope that answered your question. It's a long-winded version. But. No, no, I appreciate that. And it is such a, an interesting approach, right? It's, it's kind of like investing. It's, you know, like almost like early childhood education or something you're investing in something when it's small and right. then hoping for a payoff because like it seems you know just from a uh, bystander's perspective that there are a lot more uh, big budget uh, productions coming to Arkansas I know we had like John Cusack and Martin Lawrence were like in the state mm -hmm. at the same time mm -hmm. or something but I mean it, it must also be you know so much more below that surface that we don't hear about these smaller productions you're talking about right exactly and I think you know passing the legislation um, that got some good press attention. And then that kind of sends out 
a flare to the industry. Oh, look, let's look at Arkansas now. They've passed, they're, they're passing unanimously new tax incentive legislation. So what, what the legislature, I didn't answer your question, but what that, this legislation actually does is previously it was a rebate and it is still a rebate. But what we've done is add the tax credit to start warming people up to the idea of it being a tax credit because it's a lot easier for a legislature and for a state to incentivize tax credits than it is cold hard cash. And, you know, we've talked to a lot of the people that helped develop the Georgia incentive and they said that a rebate was just never gonna, it was never gonna fly. Handing out, you know, $30 million in cash is a lot different than saying, here, you give us a hundred dollars and then we'll give you 30 back after you've paid us that is essentially the concept. And, you know, really it's, it's six and one half a dozen of the other, but in the end, it's a lot easier because it's not necessarily coming out of the state budget and it's not money that is spent unless it's made by the state or unless it's spent in the state first. So that's why these tax credit models are able to flourish the way that they are because Georgia, as an example, they started their tax credit pro their program in like 2005, my, not my years, but I think it's 2005. And then by 2010, um, they had like $60 million of, of business. And then 2012, it was like in the billions. And then that's when they uncapped their uh, tax incentive because it was, um, they figured out essentially that they were capping their own ability to make money. Well, it's really interesting. Um, I'm terrible at math, so I, I will take your word that that all makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that that's very interesting. <laughs> it's yeah, no, there's definitely there was we've we've been through the ringer on the math, and really the the proof is in the numbers. Um, the proof is in the numbers, and luckily we're not the first state to do this, so we can look at other state statistics and. Um, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why it sailed through the legislature the way it did. Right. Well, I mean, not to, you know, it seems like every conversation comes back eventually to COVID and the pandemic. But I mean, do you see that maybe having an impact on um, maybe making Arkansas a more attractive place? Maybe, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not really sure what impact the pandemic has had on production mm -hmm. aside from, you know, pausing it in for, for a few months, but I know things are ramping back up and I would assume for like sure. maybe there's like maybe a glut of, of people trying to produce things right now. Do you think maybe that Arkansas kind of has a niche in, in that respect? For sure. And I think people are just trying to spread out, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the mentality of people are trying to, you know, people in LA are trying, or people want more land. <laughs> They're moving to places with more space um, that are less expensive. I think that that's like a trend in every, in every way. And I think it's this, it's true in the film industry as well. And I think what Arkansas can offer also is, you know, the top crew in Georgia, you know, they go to the $200 million Marvel movies. Well, when we get a $15 million movie in Arkansas, all of our best crew work their hearts out on it. And so I think there's, you know, there's some hospitality that we can offer that other states can't just because of their magnitude. But I really believe that like the Arkansas filmmakers, I've made movies, you know, in LA and in, in Arkansas and the filmmakers in Arkansas are the best of the best. And the thing that's so cool about them is 
they're, every single one of them is an artist, you know, and they're really, if you're, if you're a filmmaker in Arkansas, you really, really love both things because they're not easy to do together. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up too, that I, I, I really um, think Arkansas has, it has a shot at creating a nice, sustainable film community, but it, you know, we, we have to have the, the incentive um, and a streamlined application and approval process is essential to it's the missing piece in the puzzle right now. And it's, there is a rebate right now that is great, but if we could just get to that next level, I think we could really um, create a, a, a nice little industry. Yes, absolutely. Well, speaking of Arkansas lovers and film lovers, I mean, we, we really have just a, a huge showcase of that um, in this year's film land. Uh, I did want to ask, you know, before we do talk about all of the uh, shorts and features and student shorts that you all will be uh, presenting, um, it seems that maybe the Cinema Society, I don't want to say had it easier during the pandemic, but you certainly um, had, I guess, more of a, a, a synergy with like the already streaming digital service type thing that, you know, like ballets and uh, theaters and, and orchestras had to kind of adapt and weren't kind of used to, but um, why was it important for you and for the Cinema Society to not do that basically for a film land? You know, you could have just streamed it all, put it all online, but um, you, like you were talking about having a, a drive-in, like almost political rally with uh, Jeff Nichols and Jessica Chastain, but like, why was it important <laughs> for you all to have something in person on a big screen? Well, one of the biggest parts of our mission is this, is connecting. And so it's so important for us to have something in person, even last year when everything was completely locked down, we did the drive-in component. Um, and just seeing a movie on the big screen, um, you know, safely, I'm personally really looking forward to it because um, I haven't been to a movie theater since March of 2020, um, like like many of us. And so I, I just think it's really, really important. There's, as a filmmaker and somebody that, you know, produces these events, there's just nothing like seeing a movie with 300 other people um, and being able to sense what, you know, what they think and being along the ride and then being able to talk about the film afterwards and getting filmmakers in the same space so that they can connect with each other and possibly collaborate or help one another down the road. Um, it's just, that's just, that's our mission. So it was really important for us to provide that this year. This is The Art Scene from UA Little Rock Public Radio. I'm Daniel Brain. We're speaking with Katherine Tucker, Executive Director of the Arkansas Cinema Society. She's giving us a preview of their annual Filmland Festival running until next Sunday. And you sort of teased it at the top of our conversation, but the big, the main event is uh, Jessica Chastain coming uh, with her, her film The Eyes of Tammy Faye, where she um, stars as Tammy Faye Baker. Um, when I found out that this was a movie, I didn't believe it, <laughs> but I, when I, <laughs> in, in the best way possible, I, I was overjoyed that this is actually a movie. And, um, I, I, I was just wondering on, on your thoughts on, on that movie and, and Jessica's performance in that. Well, so I, I have actually not seen it yet. Um, there's a lot of faith in my job. Um, but so, you know, we, Jeff and I went over a list of films that we wanted to reach out to to screen at Filmland this year. 
and you know top of the list was was Tammy Faye and you know Jeff said well I can reach out to Jessica and see you know if maybe she would do a Q&A with me and so we um he did that and then he texted back and said not only does she want to do a virtual Q&A she wants to come she wants to come to Little Rock so that was kind of the decision making process there <laughs> um and you know subsequently the film has you know had a lot of great reviews and and uh we're super super excited about it um just as a standalone without the accompanying um a-list celebrity but uh we're just we're we're very excited about having it um and this was one of the reasons you know we filmland was originally in august and we moved it to the first week of october so that we could kind of land some of these hotter films coming out of telluride and Venice and Toronto and you know so far it's it's working so we're we're really excited about it and a hero and Cousteau and hopefully we're announcing our Friday night film <laughs> today um since the uh since filmland starts in a week yes absolutely and I, I was curious about the um other programming choices as well um Oscar Faridi the in uh, great Persian filmmaker of course uh, multiple Oscar winner um, and you're also yeah. pairing that as well with the, the documentary basically about um, by Liz Garb is also accomplished filmmaker, documentary filmmaker about uh, yeah. Jacques Cousteau. I was just wondering about those uh, programming choices, how you all came to them. So um, a lot of our process is, you know, like I said, we have a list and um, depending on the distributor, there's, you know, there's they have their a lot of their own regulations. And so. You know, there's several other films that we really were pushing hard for that we lost just because of their um, distribution timeline and they can't make sense of, you know, screening a movie now if their movie's not coming out to December. So a lot of it is just up to the distributors and we just get as many yeses as we can until our film, our uh, program is filled out. So this year we had to, you know, we're screening four features. Um, and so, you know, we, we, between myself and our other board members, Jamie Lemons and Evan Hayes and Jeff Nichols, um, luckily they're all, and Christina Arquette, they're all willing to pull in favors, um, you know, and they reach out to their relationships with distributors like Focus Features and Amazon. And um, we are working with Searchlight again this year. Um, the eyes of Tammy Faye is Searchlight and it was also Nomadland. So we're working with the same guys there that have been so, so lovely um, and generous to let us have these like super hot titles um so that's kind of our process we'll put a list together um we really pay a, a lot of attention to what's happening in venice and toronto and telluride and then we start reaching out from there and just as soon as we have four yeses that's our program so far a great program and i cannot wait to see uh we're, we're recording this on uh what is today we're recording this on a wednesday so hopefully by uh, the time this airs we'll we'll know what that final feature is um and yeah i guess you and I, me both. yeah no, i'm sure you're you're probably checking your email right now for an email from searchlight or someone well i did uh want to talk about all these great arkansas filmmakers um you have five yeah. features that you all are, are featuring i guess you can say um yeah what, what was that uh, process like as well for that was that um kind of a i can't remember exactly how many how wide your field was that you chose from but i'm i Imagine that that was a, a long and complicated and hard process to narrow it down. 
It is. And luckily, I have an amazing uh, team working on that with us. Um, Jack Lofton, who is the executive director of the Little Rock Film Festival um, and helped, you know, make it make it the amazing festival that it was. Um, he is in charge of our Arkansas program and has been every year, along with um, several other Arkansas filmmakers, Jonathan Crawford and then Cody Ford, our outreach director. Um, it also helped organize. It's 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 a lot of it's a lot of organizing, and um, they've all done a really great job. But they have a selection committee, um, and you know because we're streaming the Arkansas program virtually this year, we really I, I would like to screen all of the movies that submit would be my goal ultimately because I really believe that if if you have a venue to to show your work um you'll make more work and then you you know you meet you go to the screening with your friend and you're like they made this well I can make I can I can do this if they did this and so then it just you know more more filmmaking begets more filmmaking and so um we really tried to accept just as many films as we possibly could and we have the student short section um the adult short the veteran short section and then also the features um, and, you know, uh, Rap Squad, Nathan Willis, he won our audience award in 2018. So he's uh, an alumni. And then, of course, Nolan Dean, who's, a, you know, an Arkansas favorite as well. There's a lot. We've, the content this year is, is really tremendous. And Jack, um, you know, when I, we first met after he had watched all the films and the committee had watched all the films, he said, this is just so exciting how great all of this content is. Um, and we had twice as many submissions this year as we had last year. So I'm, I really feel like this, our film community is, is growing and this is catching fire. It's exciting. Yes, absolutely. And you mentioned a, a really interesting thing. Um, you know, obviously you're in the business of, of programming film festivals and you want uh, everything to be on the big screen um, for the reasons that you mentioned, but um, yeah, that, that notion of like exposure of, of being maybe a student or maybe, um, you know, directing your first short film or something like that and actually having it on a big screen where, um, you know, in theory, like more people can see something if it's digital, but you know, there's, there's just something about that actually like lending it that right. legitimacy of being on the big screen. Like, do you think that maybe that's yet another thing that the pandemic has has complicated for people trying to break into the industry totally and you know i mean that the cool thing about it is you know more people can see it um the the con is that you're not in person you're not experiencing the magic i mean as a filmmaker the first time i see my film screened in an audience is you know that's why you why why you do it um so the I'm glad you asked me that question because we we actually so we the audience award we really um, want to be a non-competitive festival so that because we're really not interested in saying like who's best because we think all of the films are great for different reasons so we leave it to the audience and and we want to be able to feature um, a couple of films before and to be able to pair you know obviously we can't screen twelve shorts before. Um, Eyes of Tammy Faye. So, you know, we'll, we, the audience award winners, we're going to screen on Friday and Sunday nights, um, just the shorts, just to be able to give, you know, at least those filmmakers 
the experience of being being able to see their film projected large and in front of a you know an amazing feature film um, and part of the program in that way. So on Friday night we're screening the um, the short winners and then Saturday night we're actually screening our filmmaking lab for teen girls short film that we made this summer called Drop It um, before Tammy Faye and then on Sunday we are screening the um, student short. Uh, select audience award selection. So last year that we did the same thing last year and it worked out really well. And then it exposes the um, the audience. And like last year we had 200 cars at Nomadland. So all of those people saw the short film and they can see the talent that's coming out of Arkansas, which is also really cool. Lena, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, filmmaking lab for teen girls. I mean, that's like sort of a drop in the bucket of, as to all of the outreach programs that you all do. Um, and especially during Filmland, I mean, it seems like you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you have like more than one workshop, like every day of Filmland, um, just teaching people anything from cinematography yeah. to pitching to um, how to be cast in things pretty much. Yes. So I'm glad you asked about that too, because it's brand new this year. Thanks to the very generous Wingate Foundation who sponsored our, our workshop programs. Um, this is, this is, we're, we're hoping to create a more robust workshop program and the pandemic, and we were kind of ready to launch it last year, uh, in 2020. And then the pandemic hit and it's, we, we really want them to be, um, intimate and so, <laughs> and in person, um, and hands-on and all of those things don't go well with the pandemic. So, we, you know, we did do a virtual workshop series, but this year we've created a way to do it safely and it'll be outside in tents. And um, luckily we have amazing talent like Graham Gordy that's willing to spend uh, his whole weekend teaching screenwriting. And that one is, is one I'll be attending personally and taking notes, but he's doing it for all ages. He's doing a middle school uh, workshop, a high school workshop, and then an all ages workshop on how to write a scene and hopefully eventually a screenplay he titled that which I love um and then you know uh, uh Jeff Nichols has Adam Stone his cinematographer coming in for to do a workshop and talk about their process uh making films um Yancy Prosser is a local casting agent and is the best of the best that I've ever worked with anywhere and he's going to um hopefully what will happen is people that want to be actors come and kind and try out and then he gives them feedback. And then there's also audience members there to watch so that you're kind of experiencing what it would be like to be on an audition. Um, I'm not going to name all of them, but those they're there we're really, really excited about those. And I feel like the way that you, you know, we're really looking at building an ecosystem of film. And so all of these things go into having a healthy, you know, having a healthy, healthy film land means having a healthy film community. And to do that, you need to educate young people and all ages and give everybody a shot into the industry. And then coupled with the tax incentives and having the right um, uh, filmmaking community is, is it all kind of like feeds itself. So um, we're really looking at it holistically and not just as like a, Yes, it's so fun to have Jessica Chastain here, um, and that's a, the, a huge part of what we do, but we also want to educate um, the community and help them get, in, you know, figure out their own way and to create a pipeline into the industry. The only thing I would like to mention is that, you know, members, we're, we really, um, we want a robust membership, 
And the membership is a really great deal. <laughs> if I do say so myself, it's $50, but um, members get advance notice. And for events like we have this year with really limited space, I, I truly believe will sell out. So that, that can be a really great perk if you become a member. Um, you get 50% off all of your tickets, all workshops. Um, you get free access to the video library and the Arkansas programs. So you can stream all of that for free. Um, and it's, it's definitely the way to go. And, it, you know, we're not a traditional film festival in that we have a path. Every, uh, every uh, program, workshop, screening is ticketed individually. Um, and I don't believe we'll ever have a pass. Um, we're just designed differently and we're kind of modeled after Ebert Fest in Champaign, Illinois. But we, anyway, um, our, our website is filmland.org. You can get memberships there. You can buy tickets there. And we are also collaborating with the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. And you can buy member their members also get a 10% discount and they have our tickets available on their website as well at arcmfa.org. That was Catherine Tucker, executive director of the Arkansas Cinema Society. Streaming and voting on Arkansas films runs until Wednesday, with Filmland in the Park running from Thursday through next Sunday. And that's our show for this week. Please tune in next week at the same time. I'm Daniel Brain, and the art scene is a presentation of UA Little Rock Public Radio. Thank you.